This is the NC Everything Podcast, a show where we talk about everything that has anything to do with North Carolina. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the show. If you're new to this podcast, I'm glad to have you. And for all you others, thanks for coming back. Now, for you new people, this is a weekly podcast, and it's solely about North Carolina. I said in the intro that it's everything that has anything to do with North Carolina, and it truly is. And if you've already listened to some of my past episodes, um, I will hit the the big ones like Biltmore and Pinehurst, but... I'm also hoping to to give you some information about stuff you didn't even know existed in North Carolina. And today's episode was actually news to me. I didn't find out about this till a few months ago, and I'm actually surprised because I do love this state, and I've lived here my whole life. But that's one thing I do love about North Carolina. It seems like the more you look into it, the more you learn. And it seems like there's always something new to learn about North Carolina. Now, before I get into the content, you know I always have to say... Go to my website at www.thenceverythingpodcast.com and there you can find my past episodes and you can find links to contact me and you can also see all the other platforms you can listen to the show on and if you click the episodes tab and click each episode, that's where you'll find the show notes and most of the shows will have pictures that have something to do with the episode and you'll see links to all my sources I use to put the episode together. Lastly, you can like us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And I think that's just about enough uh, self-promotion there. So let's talk about the Walton War. Now, the Walton War was a boundary dispute between North Carolina and Georgia, and they were really fighting over a strip of land called the Orphan Strip. And this Orphan Strip is literally a 12-mile wide strip of land along the North Carolina and Georgia border. Now, this all took place around 1804. But before we start telling everything, let's get into the backstory. So after the Revolutionary War, the U.S. government was really pressing a lot of the states to to cede the land to them between the Appalachian Mountains and the Mississippi River. And the reason for this was because states like North Carolina and Georgia, they literally had every bit of land between the, the East Coast and the Mississippi River. So these states were humongous. So at one time, North Carolina actually was North Carolina and Tennessee. And Georgia was Georgia, Alabama, and Mississippi. So you can see how big they actually were. And so the federal government, I'm assuming in an attempt to make more states, you know, wanted to, wanted to break this land up a little bit and share the love, I guess you could say. And so with this, North Carolina gave up its claim to the land that eventually made Tennessee. But South Carolina, all they really had was a, a little narrow strip to give to the federal government. And this strip was along the southern border of North Carolina and the northern border of Georgia. But they ceded this little strip of land to the federal government, and that was that. So now let me tell you a little bit about this this strip of land. Early on, it was pretty much owned by the Cherokee Indians. If you're under the school of thought that the Native Americans owned anything, I guess. Well, around 1785, settlers started moving into this area. And the reason this area was so enticing for Native Americans and settlers is because it was really remote and really hard to get to. So, in short, if you didn't want to be messed with by anybody, this is the place you needed to go. 
Well, eventually, uh, the government took note of this land, and without getting into too much history of the Native Americans at this time, you remember the Trail of Tears? Well, the Native Americans in this area had to get out too. Now, I do want to say here that in 1797, a surveyor named John Clark Kirkpatrick, he tried to ascertain the boundary between North Carolina and South Carolina, and his line put most of what would be settled in South Carolina. So now, like I said, South Carolina ceded this little bit of land to the federal government, and at this time when they ceded it, it had about 800 to 1,000 settlers in this area. So though I say it was remote, um, there was right many people who wanted to get up in here and more or less hide away from the world. Well, the problem is, once the federal government realized how many people were living in this area, well, like everybody else, these people needed to be governed. So the federal government came to North Carolina and they said, hey, we'll put this bit of land in your state. You're in charge of it. And North Carolina, they didn't want nothing to do with it. Well, then they went to South Carolina and they said, hey, you can have this land back if you want it. Well, South Carolina didn't want it. Nobody really wanted it because it was such a harsh piece of land. It would have been incredibly difficult to get up to this area to enforce the laws and enforce government policy. Well, because nobody wanted this strip of land, it was nicknamed the Orphan Strip. Fortunately for the U.S. government, Georgia had gotten into some trouble about some land fraud. Now, I didn't look into this specifically, and maybe I will at a, a later date, but I did read that it was some sort of land scam or land fraud, and, and the U.S. government was out to get Georgia. I guess the good news for Georgia is that they still own some land in the West all the way to the Mississippi River, and the U.S. government wanted it. And so negotiations took place, and the U.S. government said, hey, if you take this little strip of land that nobody wants over here on your northern border, and you give us the land on your west side all the way to the Mississippi River, then we won't uh, chase you down and hang you for what you did wrong, is what I gather. And so Georgia reluctantly took ownership of the orphan strip and gave the federal government the land that would eventually become Alabama and Mississippi. Now, to set the stage for you, you got the Orphan Strip, and like I said, it's a 12-mile strip of land. There's about a 1,000 settlers in there. Well, some of these settlers had land grants from North Carolina. Some of these settlers had land grants from South Carolina. And some of these settlers had land grants from Georgia. Now, because of this new deal with Georgia, the South Carolina landholders obviously now had Georgia land. And based on everything I read, I don't really think the South Carolina folks had much of a problem with the deal. The real problems started with what they call the absentee settlers. So what these guys would do is, from their home, nowhere near the orphan strip, they'd buy 200, 300, 400 acres, and then they'd say, okay, anybody that is living on the land I just bought, now they owe me rent. And so they, they want to get paid for the land they just bought, and they never even step foot on the land. It's kind of like buying online. Now, if that sounds like a raw deal, that's because it is. But back in the day, for the rich, that was a great way to make some money without having to lift too many fingers. And that's how the Walton War started. Now, this was a real short war. And at the end of this, you might not even want to call it a war. And the casualties went from maybe one, well, confirmed one, to maybe 20 people, and it only lasted a real short time, but by definition, this was definitely a war. So here we go. It's 1804, and North Carolina landowners, absentee landowners, I'll say, they wanted their rent. 
Well, these people living in the Orphan Strip, they looked at their, their land grants and they said, well, I was living in South Carolina. Now I'm living in Georgia. So I won't be paying no rent to no North Carolinian. Now you remember when I said it was a land dispute and that one guy came out and, and surveyed where the border was? Well, there's two truths. One truth is they actually had no idea where the border for North Carolina and Georgia was. And the second truth is both states kind of claimed the whole area. And yes, I said nobody wanted it at first, but once they realized how many settlers were there and how desirable it was to at least some strange people, North Carolina said, we'll take all of it. And Georgia said, fine, we'll take all of it. And North Carolina, they made that area part of what they called Buncombe County. Today, I think it's in Transylvania County. And Georgia, they called that area Walton County. Now, Georgia has a Walton County today, but I don't think it's anywhere near this area. But at that time, that was Walton County, Georgia, and or Buncombe County, North Carolina. Now, the reason I add that in there is because on top of the absentee landowners wanting their rent, um, you also have Walton County officials trying to get taxes out of people who claim they're in North Carolina. And then you have Buncombe County officials trying to impose local government on people who say they're in Walton County, Georgia. So as you can see, it's a really tangled mess right here in this area. And it's kind of ironic because all these people came to this area to get away from the government and, and the problems with quote unquote the real world. And now they got a bunch of rich landowners and governments from two different states threatening to come in. And so in 1804, that's exactly what happened. The Walton County officials tried to push Georgia law on these settlers who claimed they were in North Carolina and a fight broke out. Now, during this fight, a constable named John Hafner, H-A-F-N-E-R, but I've also seen it as H-A-V-N-E-R, he was killed when he was hit in the head with the butt of a musket. Well, that's what they call the, the straw that broke the camel's back. So a militia was put together and they headed for the hills. And this militia was led by a guy named James Brittain, B-R-I-T-T-A-I-N. Not only was he the militia leader, but he was also one of them rich landowners who was an absentee settler trying to impose rent on the people up here. So Brittain and a group of about 72 men started heading for the Orphan Strip. When they arrived at the Orphan Strip, they were joined by about 30 settlers. And this made up, I guess, what you'd call the North Carolina team. Now, they were there to arrest the people who had a hand in murdering John Hafner. Well, a skirmish broke out between the North Carolina guys and the Georgia guys. Well, this skirmish took place around a little creek called Magaha. So this became known as the Battle of Magaha Branch. Now, in the aftermath of this skirmish, uh, 10 Georgians were arrested, or 10 Walton County officials is what I read. And they were put in jail in Morganton, North Carolina. Now, eventually, these Walton County officials escaped, and nobody seems to know why. But after they escaped, they didn't head back to the Orphan Strip, and they didn't try to continue the fight. They more or less disappeared from history. So it sounds like this murderous mob tucked their tail between their legs and then went and hid underneath the biggest rock they could find. Well, this battle was really the only battle of the Walton War, although I read there was a few more incidences where people were assaulted and stuff was vandalized but really john hafner was the only death in the walton war or at least he was the only one who died that they took note of 
in the aftermath of the the Walton War, Georgia realized because of the skirmish that this area was way too remote for them to go up and really, like I said in the beginning, do anything about the people. And so they relinquished any kind of claim to the orphan strip. However, they still had to determine where the border of North Carolina and Georgia was. So in 1807, they agreed that the Georgia-North Carolina border should be on the 35th parallel. And I guess they all shook hands and went home. But wait, there was a problem. When John Kirkpatrick surveyed the area back in the 1700s, apparently he got it wrong. The 35th parallel was actually several miles south of where he thought it was. And that meant that the entire settlement that was in the Orphan Strip was actually in North Carolina. Now, in case you're wondering, the reason they found this out was because presidents of the University of North Carolina and the University of Georgia sent out their own surveyors to try to figure this out. And that, that's how they realized it. But Georgia wasn't hearing it. That's right. Georgia refused to accept this survey. But based on what I read, North Carolina was like, hey, you remember those 10 guys that broke out of our jail in Morganton? Well, we still got a rope waiting for those dudes. And Georgia said, okay, 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 fine. And so in 1811, Georgia accepted that the entire settlement was in North Carolina. And this was confirmed by a survey performed by a man named Andrew Ellicott. So in the end, North Carolina accepted all the land grants issued to the South Carolinians, who ended up becoming Georgians, who it turned out were actually North Carolinians. And North Carolina offered amnesty to any of those guys who opposed them except for the 10 officials that were arrested and sent to Morganton who eventually escaped. North Carolina still wanted to hang those guys, and I guarantee you they still wish they could have. But with that, all was well, and the Walton War was over, and there was no more fighting about this orphan strip. Until 1971, that is. In 1971, Georgia questioned the location of its boundary with North Carolina once again, and the North Carolina General Assembly jokingly urged the National Guard to move into the area to defend the border once again. Now, as far as everything I read, this never really led to anything. But the thought of us having a boundary dispute that led to a skirmish in 1971 is kind of a scary thought. And that's all I have on the Walton War. I know it's a short episode, but it was a short war. Now, if you go to the website at www.thencaverythingpodcast.com and click on the episodes tab, you'll be able to go to this episode and see my show notes for it. And those show notes will include uh, any pictures I have of the area. And I'll try to put in some pictures, but it'll also have links to all my sources, which on this one, I only had uh, a couple places there. There wasn't a whole lot written about the Walton War. And don't forget to subscribe to the show and go to Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and like us on there. And and you can leave us a comment on any of those, and especially on the, the website. I love getting comments on the website. And don't be a stranger. You can go to the website and hit contact and send me an email. It ain't got to be nothing spectacular. You can just say hey and tell me where you're from. I want to hear from all of you. And with that being said, I hope you enjoyed the show, and I'll talk to you next time. The audio in this episode comes from archesaudio.com and freepd.com.